exactly where we are. I can highlight and all of that. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, dang it, I know we're on you're lineup. on a computer, but you're also on location. I was going to take over some of the. Uh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll uh, I'll just relax on the. Oh wait. <laughs> I was going to like let me relax on the beach. I'm not at the beach. Although, if you want, though, during this live stream, I can technically take you to the beach and show you what Maui looks like. Sorry. That's <laughs> nah, fine. Like, Here, I will click on this comment from David Burns. Let's go. <laughs> See, I'm totally doing my job as a producer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Best of Our Week, where two old tech nerds share the oh best tech of their week. And uh, last week, we, we pulled off what I thought was a pretty solid on-location stream. This oh, week, yeah, right. TK Bay, on-location. <laughs> we're we're we're, making, we're we're put taking the show on the road. The show is now a traveling show. Um, no more smartphones and tablets and computers. We're going to talk about hotels and room service and amenities and how to get the most out of your frequent flyer miles. I'm one Carlos at some gadget guy. As always, joined by my uh, my buddy, my brother from another mother, <laughs> Mr. Mother. TK Bay. And uh, where, where where might you be? Because right now, it, it, on the video feed. I can't see any discerning <laughs> landmarks behind you. It's I'm, a total mystery to, where you could be. I'm I'm totally off location. No, uh, on location somewhere outside of the continental U.S. Um, and I don't know why I just did the Princess Leia hair over here. I just need to put the headset back on because I was like, hey, why there did you I do? go. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it was because you could some see some things buns going on there. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I am at the so I am at the Qualcomm Tech Summit of 2022 here in Maui. Um, Surprisingly, it was the week after the MediaTek event that he, you know, Juan and I had a chance to, you know, hang out. <laughs> Maybe there. not too surprisingly, given the competition <laughs> in the semiconductor industry, I think that surprisingly because been like by a, design, it, it was moved. <laughs> it, it, yeah. So typically, we have the summit a week after the holiday, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. So this year, we're a week before. But I will say this: there was a lot of announcements done. There was a lot of updates done. There was a lot of talk about future tech um, and surprisingly which is really one of the things i really enjoyed the most is so the surface pro 95g that Juan and i have the opportunity to be able to test out that we're i'm actually on right now and Juan is holding of course up for us is uh is powering my connection to the internet using yeah. 5g connectivity so i am not only am i remote remote i'm flat out remote as if i'm using You're my phone the but i'm on a gc I'm the G's, my friend. I'm I'm so much in the G's. It's uh, like I'm gonna stop. Like I was gonna go into it. Yeah. <laughs> so long story short, um, it's still technically one of the best solutions that they had, and they demonstrated it on stage. So I was really excited to see, you know, a piece of tech that I currently have in my hand still being kind of like the relative conversation. So the microphones yeah. that you, you're hearing me on are from the Surface Pro. I'm not using the the Surface headphones. I'm only using these nice. for sound because I don't want everybody here hearing Juan shout at me. Yeah, because it would look bad. <laughs> I turned my mic volume down. So again, also, you know, for every podcast that we do, if there's a level check that you guys like, you're hearing something funky, just let us know. Um, so anyway, if you don't I'm hear really me excited. Clearly, please as well. Um, yeah. th this has been kind of a change for me over the last couple of years. You know, like I used to care about the components yeah. in our phones and tablets and computers and stuff. I used to build my own PCs, but specifically yeah. over the last two years. I've been getting deeper and deeper in the weeds on what's going on in the semiconductor industry. And so going from MediaTek last week to Qualcomm this week, these are the two titans of mobility mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. and mobile communications. Um, I, we've got a whole list of things here, and I don't want to yeah, there's a lot. too long there's a, on this, no, 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 on this uh, kind of remote connection. It's bright and early for um, me, yeah. <laughs> we'll but, see how but, long it lasts. 
we've we've all been kind of keeping up with the news you know snapdragon hn2 is that where you want to start do we want to talk about phone socs and kind of go from there i i think we could probably start off with the phone socs i mean it, it, this hn2 has been i think it's like been covered enough I mean, a lot of people already kind of posted about it there's a lot of aspects of it that we're we're going to dissect and talk a little bit like the different components mm -hmm. like you know snapdragon sound snapdragon computing obviously and then we have also ray tracing which is a big thing that we heard last week so this is seems like it's the focus for mobile computing is to bring us yeah ray tracing from the pc but when we talk about computers like you were saying i saw you vi the video that you posted you know talking you know tensor hn1 9200 where are we now as far as the conversation so i'll let you lead with that since this is you know your little baby that kind of <laughs> what went on but for sure um um, yeah, yeah. The, the, let me let me jump in there. I I, I think from twenty tw the end of twenty twenty to the end of twenty twenty two, we've been in a holding pattern where we've been see we've been realizing these enormous performance gains at the expense of thermals and battery life, and I think that really came to a head at the beginning of twenty twenty two with the Snapdragon eight Gen one. Um, yeah. not really performing up to a lot of enthusiast expectations. I mean, we're talking about some bold claims from, from Qualcomm and the uh, handset manufacturers. And I feel that that was better realized with the 8 Plus Gen 1 in the second Absolutely. half of the year, but far fewer phones were released with that SoC. So when I look at the or landscape even worse. going into... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. When, no, when, so, when released, they're so, so throttled, it's not even, it's not even the right. same experience. Well, yeah. Except for, I mean, like, you get, like, a standout. Like, for every phone like that, there's a Xiaomi 12S Ultra that rocks yeah. my socks. It's a legitimately uh, good performer. But getting yeah. into 2023, we're, we're going to kick off the first half of 2023 with a trio. A legitimate mm -hmm. trio in the international market where I don't think we've had this kind of strong competition on all three sides. Usually it's... No. Qualcomm leading in this one way, MediaTek kind of playing in the mid-range, and then Exynos, you know, sort of eating paste in the corner. I mean, it's it's been kind of lopsided. And so this is what's really making me excited for 2023. MediaTek is taking a slightly different, more forward-thinking approach to the Dimensity 9200. Tensor mm -hmm. is a more machine learning AI approach that is not winning in benchmarks, but is getting real work done. And now Qualcomm yep. has kind of a split approach they're still maintaining some legacy support for 32-bit applications, but they're mm -hmm. also, I think, making some of the most aggressive claims based on the generational improvements from HN1 to HN2. So I, I'm just really curious, like what has been, obviously you're at the Qualcomm Summit, you're, you're at their media event, so I'm sure that the energy is, is pretty positive, but I'm, I'm sure there have also been some frank discussions about, hey, year over year, we keep getting these promises, but when the phone actually makes it into our hands, it's not really what that looks like. What have some of those conversations look like as you've been able to kind of, you know, poke around through some of these uh, these events? So I, I will say I've had some some candid conversations with some people over at, at Qualcomm during a, a closed session, which I'll be able to talk more on Monday about. I hate doing these things. This is one of the few <laughs> events I go to where Things have happened, and right. I can't talk and about you them. Can't talk about, them. talk about them. So thank I'm you for joining me. Like, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so no, uh, I'll say this: the, the obviously, yeah, yeah, this is Team Qualcomm. Everybody's very hyped about the HN2. Obviously, it's a generational upgrade. The second-generation TSMC, uh, you know, process uh, processor. No, no pun intended. 
Um, the overall feel this year with, with Qualcomm is also kind of like leveraging a lot of all, all the other things around what, te- what the agent who can do, but also there are other services. So we're talking compute, we're talking sound, we're talking gaming, we're talking um, connectivity, uh, and also different kind of approaches. You know, MediaTek focused heavily on Wi-Fi 7, although Qualcomm barely mentioned Wi-Fi 7, although it is in there, obviously we know it's there. Um, I think the generational improvements that we see are incremental. It is substantial when we compare 8 Gen 1 to 8 Gen 2 because yeah. of said TSMC involvement. And I think that's the biggest influence here. Better performance, lower thermals. And they're they're claiming really big numbers, about 45% yeah. on the thermal uh, savings. And that that is music to my ears because to me, mm-hmm. if I want to play a fo- on a phone for a certain amount of time, last thing I want is mm-hmm. am I cooking breakfast at the same time? So... Well, we both I use say, the Red Magic, and uh, no, no, absolutely. You oh gotta play God, on no. a controller with a Red Magic. <laughs> c- c- controller, or, or yeah, no, especially if you're playing Undead Horde at 120 frames per second, you are cooking, right. my friend. Even with a fan, <laughs> it, it actually ran yeah. hotter because it was pulling battery power, cooling more. the SOC, but <laughs> yeah, 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 cooling the so, SOC, okay, but yeah, it was right, like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but long story, kind of yeah, summarizing it a little bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the excitement seemed to be a little bit more around the, the the capabilities that we could do with the technology. I mean, there was a technology that I did a video on that referenced the ability of doing better face unlocking using uh, a specialized hardware that would work on the HN2, but even you know other generations. Uh, I think it's a closer race than that it's ever been. I think the reality, at the end of the day, if we really look at it, I think if you pick up a Tensor, you pick up a MediaTek, an 89, you know, 9200 or an HN2, I feel like the experience should be similar. It, from a user standpoint, we should not be able to tell, you know, is this running this one, this one, or this one? It's going to yeah. come down to maybe sometimes capabilities that maybe are available on one over the other. I think Snapdragon Sound is a definite... Um, well, didn't they I, announce I a say, major partnership? Um, so Bo- Bose officially... Bose, that's right. Bo- right. Bo- yeah, yeah. So they finally hit on stage. They're like, we finally got Bose. And I'm like, right. uh, it's like, you know, when you're trying to go for your sweetheart and you're like, hey, how you doing? You know, a few years later, hey, we're engaged. <laughs> um, no, so Bose is on board officially and they're supporting them. And they're going to, if you, so if you own the QC2s, uh, I don't know if anybody in the chat has one. I don't have the Bose. Uh, a, as you can see, I have the Surface ones right now. Um, they're going to be supporting uh, Snapdragon Sound and they're also going to be bringing in spatial. Hey, okay. We, we, we purposely, not purposely, sure. accidentally, purely <laughs> accidentally, accidentally, he went with that one and I went with this one. Well, Did not I've call been using other. the Surface, so I've been connecting my Surface to my Surface. Hey, I heard you like the Surface, so I put a Surface in your Surface. Um, sorry, that was a terrible joke. Um, Absolutely. So, so I, I completely vibe with your assessment, and, and it's the... Yeah. Um, it's the I'm, I'm giddy with anticipation looking into what phones are going to be doing next year. Yeah, we're, we're talking about some extremely nuanced performance at very high tiers before I think we'll see where these chips differentiate. And it's, it's not foregone yeah. conclusions. Again, it's app by app, not benchmark by benchmark. And, and what I showed mm-hmm. in my video was how the Pixel 7 Pro can absolutely murk an 8 yep. plus Gen 1 in LumaFusion. This is like the new, no. it's the new exciting video editing app. It's it's from iOS. It's finally coming here to Android. It's desktop yep. grade editing software. And if you followed the benchmarks, you would think that the Pixel was garbage. The 8 plus Gen 1 <laughs> yeah, outperforms it in Geekbench by like 30%. I mean, it's not... It's an insane 
performance delta between those two when you run a synthetic benchmark. And it, yeah. the real world performance of LumaFusion is exactly the opposite. It's about a 30% performance advantage for the Pixel 7 Pro. And in fact, it's so good on the Pixel 7 Pro, it's out competing the iPhone 14 Pro. So this, this supposed like Apple dominance of silicon was really just marketing at this point. They can generate bigger benchmark scores, but the real world practicality, you've got to dig deep in the weeds to find individual specific apps and experiences that perform better on one of these chips. And that's yeah. another part of the conversation for the people in our chat, mm -hmm. for the people that listen to our podcast, that's what I think is gonna be fun. Do you yeah. say you really care about gaming? I bet one of these chips is gonna be better for, for gaming. Do you really care about productivity? I think one of these chips is going to end up rising to the top for for work and for AI and for call management and for things like that. I mean, we, we really now have three distinct but mm -hmm. ultra competitive options where the pros and cons are going to matter for the people that really do specific things and have to achieve specific work on their phones. And I think that's going to be the, the like I said, it's it's where, where you start seeing outside of the the. Uh, Outside of, like I said, benchmarks aren't everything. We've said this for, for years, and the reality benchmarks is now are increasingly we're... becoming nothing. I, no, I mean, yeah. When, when Qualcomm and MediaTek are talking about all of these AI capabilities, increasingly what makes your phone go faster is not going to be reflected in a traditional ANTU 2 score. Uh, again, yeah, it, it measures different you, you things. are it, completely it, exactly. misrepresenting a pixel if you only go by Geekbench. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not no. like, oh, well, maybe there's a little difference. It's that these scores increasingly do not predict real world performance and give you the wrong impression over what products perform better at individual tasks. And that's the big concern to me. Like I was just in another chat and another comment on my YouTube yesterday where I made that claim and I was like, hey, it does this. And Gentian is actually playing better on a Xiaomi 12T Pro than it is on an iPhone 14 Pro. And the person responds to me like, well, I'll believe that Android's caught up when I see some good benchmarks to verify that the performance <laughs> is there. And you're like, okay, well, you, you know, Android says thank point. you. Yeah, no, no, I know. It, it, it's, it, it's, um, it, it's, 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 I think when a comment like that shows up, it, it shows that the person is purely reading articles or conversations that are, I would say, tailored, uh, not necessarily, you know, done in the, in the manner that you're thinking they should have been. Um, and then they right. basically say, well, if I don't see the benchmark, I don't understand it. And the reality, yeah. like you said, LumaFusion is a good example, but they're also, like I said, general usage of the phone. You know, the Pixel 7 Pro is an absolute beast. It runs, does everything that you needed. There's no limitation. The one thing I will say is when we start looking, like you said, when it comes to gaming, when it comes to performance, I think the one thing I loved about the fact of what Qualcomm was able to do is they brought partners with them. Okay, so Oppo went on stage and spoke for them and showed a demo on their ray tracing technology on their yeah. phones. And I wish we were able to get some of that experience, although we saw some examples at, at MediaTek. I think the experience, what we saw here essentially is a little bit more um, I feel like, you know, academic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's what happened when you're on the phone and you're mobile, you get calls and you get scams. No. Oh no. Yeah, but but no, Ricky no. is in our chat and he brings up a great oh, point no. too, where another one of the sure, partners sure. they brought up on stage was Adobe. So yeah. both the hardware and the software side, I think both camps are now, we finally, I think crested a critical interest point where consumers yeah. are, are amenable 
to stepping outside of their traditional computer models. Like, I need a yeah. laptop with a Intel, Intel inside. And, and I don't mean to speak ill of Intel. I've done some great work with Intel in the past. But we need to see a diversification and we need to see different entry points on competition. And, yep. you know, we, we were just talking about LumaFusion. ARM processing doesn't get exciting if we don't have the software to back it up. You know, it, 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 this means hopefully we get DaVinci Resolve on an Android tablet in 2024. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that next year's announcement will be a little bit more forward there. But they did mention, so I saw in one of the comments, obviously, the biggest announcement in computing, they talked about, you know, Snapdragon, or the, basically the Orion uh, processing power, the Orion chipset, I'm assuming. But it was such a quick announcement that we got nothing out of it except for, you know, we're bringing Orion and then they walked off. Um, it's exciting to see what they're able to do. I think the approach of mobile computing, Windows on ARM, I will say has been has never been as good as have had it here on the on, on the Surface Pro 9 5G. The the the, the instant connectivity, the long bat, the extended long battery on a flight leaving from yeah. LA, working on it at the airport, working on it on the plane before it went off, landed. I was on it, looking things up, working all the way through the next day, and I didn't kill the device. It, it, it's smartphone connectivity and functionality on a PC. It's really, like you said, it's software that's keeping us at this point from saying we're fully in. Yeah. Adobe's doing great strides. I love the fact that they're coming in. I was able to, using Samsung DeX on PC, to run LumaFusion on my server Pro 9. Mm -hmm. Keyboard and mouse control on an editor on my PC. Nice. Uh, so there are things that you can do, and I apologize for banging it there. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. So you're right. Yeah, it, it is. It's a weird. Um, it's weird seeing how things are developing, but it's exciting when we see, especially when you have three companies coming at it. Right? You have MediaTek, Qualcomm, and, and Google now. You know, for the for all intents and purposes, obviously Exynos, I think, is for the most part just this done. There's really not yeah. much. They're not really well, trying to push Exynos anymore. Yeah, Samsung's no, it, focusing it, it, Qualcomm. They're, they're going to kind of dump a bunch of phones that I think are just backlog on fabricated chips that they already have in stock. And unfortunately, I think that's going to harm the reputation of the Galaxy A series because they're not great performers. And now they're going up against, I mean, still, even against a Snapdragon 765, but now they're also going up against Tensor 1. Like Samsung made a better chip for Google, even if it runs a little hot. I mean, that's going to be a better experience for many consumers on a Tensor over a $400 Galaxy A series. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I think this is, I, I was chatting with Adam, Tech Odyssey, uh, mm -hmm. over Twitter, and all of these little nuances, all of these little differences, and yet we arrive at 2023 with maybe the strongest lineup. So I'm hoping what we see from Samsung is they need to take a year off. They need to yeah. focus on their fabrication. They need to focus on their nodes, improving their foundry. We've heard rumors that they're looking to dump like $10 billion over the next year into their uh, fabrication and, and uh, fab processing. That, that's not how you say that. Basically into improving their capabilities and their foundry. And I bet yeah, yeah. you coming into 2024, we see a new SOC from Samsung which is probably going to be rebranded. You know, it's not going to be an Exynos, but it's really an Exynos, but it's not. It'll be the next, you know? it'll be the next Exynos. <laughs> the Nexynos. It's ah, the Nexynos. Come on, somebody, so, somebody has Samsung sitting there. 
what can we call the next one? Uh, well, you just said it. It's the next one. So next to knows. Uh, yeah, we just no, gave I, Samsung a billion dollar ad campaign right yes. there. And, 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 and you can I go ahead hate and use that it we'll free. never see a dime. So when no, you see a commercial for a Nexynos, Nexynos in a Galaxy, know that it came from us. We it did It is that. here on November 18, 2022 <laughs> at 7.22 Hawaiian Standard Time, where the name was conceived in there. I love it. No, uh, I, I think, I, no, I, I agree with you. I think uh, for, for the most part, even if Samsung does come back with its own SOC, I'm hoping that it kind of translates a little bit more also to Tensor, which next generation of Tensor, oh, yeah. what Google does. Samsung's in, in, in relationship with almost everybody. This is the weird way when you look at it. Uh, you know, Samsung, you know, obviously they announced their 200 megapixel camera support on their uh, for, mm -hmm. you know, they well, not announced. They, they, they announced their sensor. It wasn't the technology. Sorry. We right. have 200 megapixel cameras already. It's mm -hmm. the Samsung sensor that more than likely will be on the S23 Ultra. Like it was like reading like the spec sheet when they were announcing the stuff. Like, okay, so the S23 Ultra will have the Snapdragon A Gen 2. <laughs> it's going to have Snapdragon sound. Like I'm reading all the, like it's already. Hey, did, hey guys, put me on spoilers. This come yeah, yeah. on. Just jog this down, write a couple of articles saying why this is the best thing. And then we're going to have a 200 megapixel camera by Samsung. It's going to have superior autofocusing, 12.5 megapixel bin pictures, and 50 megapixel, uh, you know, quad, uh, quad bin down to 12.5, and then I think just send it to 50. But, you know, it's so I'll, I'll say this. I'm excited to see this, um, but it's also kind of a weird... Um, you know, because we're talking only 8 Gen 2, right? We're not talking 7 yeah. series. We're not talking 7 Gen or 6 Gen. I have still haven't seen a single 6 Gen or 7 Gen processor, that I, or at least I haven't heard of one. We're still seeing primarily 7 series from two years ago being announced. Yeah. So I tried asking about that, and I couldn't get any straight answers. They're like, at a later time, we'll be able to talk. So obviously, there'll be more yeah. conversations around that. Uh, but, you know, looking also on mobile computing, the S3 and the S5 Gen 2 uh, processors, bringing in spatial audio to lower price tiered uh, earbuds. That's a yeah. big move. Again, so again, like I said, I'm excited for the ATOs. It's the star of the show. But when you start seeing all the other components that Qualcomm was talking about, that's what I got excited for. The better security, yeah. the better sound, the better connectivity, uh, you know, longer battery life, all the good things. Um, and we're seeing and, that from everybody. That's seen... a good thing. And we've seen, we're seeing the surge because I don't think Qualcomm has faced this much direct consumer competition, yeah. right? We know MediaTek is dominated in like TVs and MediaTek mm -hmm. actually outsells Qualcomm in sort of entry level and mid-range phones, but mm -hmm. people don't know that they have a yeah. MediaTek and MediaTek has actually been stepping up to try and make their brand a bit more of That's their the biggest end thing. users' lives. Because they have, they obviously when they talk to their customers they mean manufacturers and manufacturers oh, then send the products to consumers i don't think qualcomm has ever seen from all sides so there, mm -hmm. there's there's audio competition samsung is a direct audio competitor now for Galaxy yeah they went Buds. with their own codec yeah, exactly yeah they're like we're not going to use right. your aptex we're going to go straight like yeah, use our sure. codec yeah and i feel like so, samsung will reinvent ray tracing as well but we'll talk about that later <laughs> We'll hear. We'll hear. We're, we're talking about Samsung, like Apple. I'm making it sound like it's a Samsung. I'm sorry. I'm not For trying sure. to bag. I'm just Look, saying. Uh, Samsung totally saying. invented high res audio streaming. Sorry. What did you say, Sony? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's a. Uh, it, this is exactly when when I go off on my soapbox and I'm being an insufferable old nerd in my YouTube videos and I'm screaming into the void about why you do not want to let YouTube 
ratchet mm -hmm. a conversation where we have one big winner and maybe one competitor. It's because of stuff like this. 2023, mm -hmm. I think, is going to shape up to be a much more exciting year for us enthusiasts because we've got mm -hmm. multiple strong players in every phase of the industry. Samsung's yeah. radios for 5G are getting better. MediaTek, yeah. another wave of 5G radios for their mobile products. Chromebooks now have multiple options between x86 and ARM SOCs. Google coming back to the tablet game in a really strong way oh, yeah. and probably maybe finally releasing a foldable mm -hmm. <laughs> next year we'll we'll have to see so without all these without without all these um outside data points qualcomm would have been content to coast if it's just yeah. qualcomm versus apple well where else are you gonna go you're gonna stay with qualcomm so we don't really no, need I... to do anything but now if you have mm -hmm. qualcomm google samsung and MediaTek, well now qualcomm mm -hmm. has to do some stuff so this yeah. this is a humongous win and we can't let the youtube conversation get boiled back down to well i mean but like this is the obvious best most popular choice so that's the winner because that's that's what's going to hurt us in the long run is if we let people lazily describe this whole industry in that kind mm -hmm. of youtube algorithm kind of way yeah and, and yeah let's not get into the uh, the algorithm and, and all but i do want to touch one thing uh to kind of uh, emphasize here ibrahim's comment uh mm -hmm. yeah we can't even forget the fact that bbk as a, a you know the sub brand of bbk uh and we'll let it focus i'm seeing myself one no no you just keep talking it'll eventually get yeah, yeah. so reflective yeah. i don't think my camera is gonna absolutely pull it off. no it, so like the co-processors uh i i will not so the reality of the fact is this I've been using the X70 Pro Plus to record and take all my B-roll on this trip again. Yeah. Great oh, low man. light performance, great handheld camera Hashtag experience. Hashtag Vivo gang. You know, so seriously, uh, at the end, of, when we start looking at the capabilities and what we're seeing with our mobile devices, we'll have, we have a lot of competition in the camera department. Processing power mm -hmm. and leveraging the secondary NPU, the coprocessors that we're talking like BBK's been doing, Vivo's been doing it, Oppo's been doing it with the Mari Silicon X. Um, they also, you know, they're all Vivo and speak, speaking for that Vivo and Oppo, both are going to be some of the first companies to support uh, Vivo. Uh, sorry, Oppo announced that the new Find X will support a Qualcomm HN2. Vivo is going to be jumping in. They talked to MediaTek with the Dimensity 9200. So those are the things that I think that's the exciting part. We're seeing some, the 92. Okay. So this is the biggest thing for me that one of the reasons why one is really <laughs> yeah. excited for next year, the 9200 is not going to be limited the way the 9000 was last year. It's not going to be it's not going to be just primarily for China only. It's going to Europe. It's going to be internationally available. Maybe getting into the U.S. via maybe a OnePlus or so on. But at, at the end, we're going to see more variations of this. And since Juan and I, luckily, we're able to work with some of the European brands like you know Xiaomi and Realme and some of the other companies. Hopefully, we'll be able to actually get a real you know honest to God real yeah. phone that actually runs it. Um, and obviously, Tensor's there. So that's the the biggest thing. That I can absolutely appreciate, and I want to see more devices that feature uh, this, uh, the IMX was it the nine, uh, 989, the, the one inch sensor, or is it nine? Mm -hmm. I forget the name the, of the, the yeah. Sony 989. And so, we should be the rumors are we'll be seeing that in a handful of other premium tier phones. Um, the outside rumor is we might see that in a Sony Pro i2. Um, but we're, I, I feel fair, a bit more confident kind of leaning into some of the rumors on like an X90. It's a perfect mm -hmm. fit for a phone like the X90. So I'm hoping that we see that kind of uh, transition happen. Yeah, no, no, I, absolutely. And so some of the other things, obviously, it wasn't just all pixel. I mean, not pixels. It was not all just HM1. <laughs> um, 
the conversation around snapback and sound and, and Qualcomm did it differently this year from previous years in the sessions. So we had the main keynote, which I think a lot of people were watching from like a streaming conversation. And they had like their own little tech talks or TED talks, I like to call them. Everybody was joking. But essentially it was like a focused su subject conversation on a round table type of an experience, except the table was a stage and the presenter was in there. They covered Snapdragon sound and uh, I forget the name of the uh, the presenter. You worked with her on your sound. Um, oh, right. right. Uh, now you just put me on the spot, so I can't remember her uh, name at all. So, no, I'm sorry. It, it, so they they covered a few technologies, obviously Bluetooth LE, Bluetooth 5.3. But one of the things that really excited me was something that they called AuraCast. So essentially it play on Miracast, but this is audio centric. And they, 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 they drew this picture in my mind. It's not a reality yet, this is coming. Um, and essentially is you walk into a bar, you walk into a gym or in an airport, and there are multiple screens playing different content, but they're all quiet. None of them are bombarding you with all that sound. And just simply that on your phone, you're able to pick whatever stream you want to listen to. And you, 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 know, you, you tune into that display, you tune into this display, yeah. or if you're at the gym, you can watch that TV that's across the hallway, but you're still listening to the audio. And it's kind of like that experience is, you know, that's the vision that Qualcomm has when it comes to Snapdragon sound to get us to that level. Um, they did talk obviously about adaptive, uh, uh, lost, uh, adaptive uh, spatial audio. They also talked Sarah. about basically- Her, na her name you. is Sarah. Sarah? Okay. I, you're much better than me. I don't remember the name. If I knew the name, I wouldn't be putting you on the spot. Okay, I'm pretty <laughs> okay. sure it's Sarah McMurray. I want to say I yes. think that might be her name. I have to go and look up on like my own Snapdragon sound interview. Um, no, no, but no, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. I just like my brain. I was listening to you. I really was. I was. I was ingesting everything that you were saying. But my brain was locked in that search and destroy. What is her name? What is her name? What is her name? And if you, it's it's a bad. Sorry, I'm, I'm bad I, I with go names. Go off on like a Lewis Black stand-up comedy routine. Was, I was about to sorry, give myself yeah. a, a stroke. So. Okay, <laughs> welcome back. I'm better welcome now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Breathe. Um, no, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Um, so so uh, this is another one of those interesting aspects of consumer electronics where the competition is what I care about. We also have to acknowledge that competition can make things a little bit more challenging for some consumers out there. And I think because, audio... Yeah is one of those technologies that while you improve and disrupt, you make it more confusing. Because now, if you've got a tensor, you can use APTX and LDAC, but you really don't yep. have support for Aptex Adaptive or the newest nope. versions of Snapdragon Sound. I'm playing yep. with those uh, JBL mm -hmm. earbuds from MediaTek. MediaTek is making a big play in, uh, in, in wireless and Bluetooth audio, but they're not using advanced codecs. They're using AAC, but their big thing is we can also provide like hyper low latency support through these proprietary dongles, which is really exciting. You can plug your earbuds into a game console or connect them yep. to your phone. So, I mean, all of these things now, like you've got OnePlus Buds, they had LHDC and- yeah the OnePlus 10 didn't support LHDC when it launched. So if you had your OnePlus Buds with your yeah, OnePlus yeah, we, 10, it took a while. You needed to use your OnePlus Buds with a Xiaomi. And then you yeah, could yeah. support <laughs> the best audio. So again, I like seeing that, that Qualcomm is putting a yeah. branding on this. Snapdragon sound helps a lot. But it's one yeah. of those things, it's like this, this market is wide open in a way that I don't think consumers fully understand. 
it, and not only is it is it so but we're also like you're exactly what you were saying it's the proprietary codex that we're, we're gonna we're starting to emerge now samsung finally jumps into the game they're going in with their own codec only works with galaxies and and yep. galaxy buds qualcomm's yeah, jumping like in with that. apex up that and and it, so but that it is yeah so if you're in camp qualcomm it also it's not a, so the qualcomm conversation for me is a little bit even more diverse at least with samsung i'm not trying to give them credit you know that if you're buying a galaxy you're getting a galaxy but you're going to get that experience Sure. OnePlus sells their buds and they don't sell them specifically for their own devices. They sell them to work with anything. Qualcomm's trying to do this Snapdragon sound marriage between the two by certification, meaning companies have to certify their buds to qualify for Snapdragon sound to have that yeah. sticker. And they, they said that I'll stay. They said they send in the hardware, we certify it. So that process also, that's going to increase the price of the buds. It's not going to make yep. them, you know, I mean, that's extra costs on the manufacturing. These, the S3, and I, what I really liked about though is when they said that they were going to talk about bringing this into the S3 series for Snapdragon quality, so slightly more mid-tier performance, hopefully maybe around the hundred bucks. I'm hoping they're able to keep it at around a hundred, or that will cost it go more. But again, it's a camp. You choose the camp that you like, and you stick with that camp, unless you want to go with something like what we have, like a Theo or something like a uh, like an external DAC, like a Bold or a THX. And at that point, you're able to get even better quality because we're still talking wireless. All of these are talking right now are wireless. Um, they are. Oh, sorry. Qualcomm did say that they're trying to bring um, better audio for headphones. For so basically, spatial uh, for headphones, not your ear, earbuds. So that's the other technology. And then the lossless, they want to be able to bring it into more um, more technologies, bringing it so that you have much more higher fidelity audio. Uh, you know, the 44 kilohertz is basically CD quality wirelessly, true, clean. Yeah. Um, but they. To me, again, yeah, it's like you have to pick and you have to do more homework to figure out where you need to, what you get. I think this so that is funny. Experience. I, I think this is really funny. I think, you know, kind of like how we talk about video technologies and it's like, yeah. well, you know, VHS versus Betamax, it was the adult entertainment industry that sort of settled that showdown. I feel like the great white whale in this fight is maybe going to be Microsoft, where okay. Windows kind of does a terrible job of supporting all of these flavors of different Bluetooth audio yeah, yeah. components. And whatever Microsoft maybe starts leaning Windows into and working with their hardware manufacturing partners, their laptop partners, their desktop partners, that will probably sway a good chunk of the market. And again, if I've got a Snapdragon Sound sticker on my new Asus gaming laptop, and I know I'll have that 80 millisecond latency on my Snapdragon Sound badged headphones, and then it auto, auto switches to my Snapdragon Sound phone, that becomes a, a compatibility ecosystem that I think benefits a lot of consumers out there. And I think that would really seriously motivate a lot of purchases because that's even a that's even a um a crosstalk and a compatibility that apple can't really quite fully create with their style of ecosystem again like let's say i've got you know a snapdragon i mean this wouldn't happen because of amd's relationship but if you could get a snapdragon sound partnership with a game console and mm -hmm. you knew your earbuds or your headset would go from phone to PC to tablet to smartphone with all of the benefits of this certification, then, you know, I see people throwing money at that as an audio solution. 
I, no, absolutely. This it and it is re realistically what we all try. Every time we get a pair of buds or I get a pair of buds, I there's inevitably a comment saying, "How do they work on PC?" Because we, you know, yeah. we've converted it into that, right? Like right now, oh, I'm yeah. using my headphones with a PC. I'm not using them. Sure. I mean, I typically use them with my phone. But the um, the clarity of the audio, the experience, transitioning from one system to the other, the codec, the support of the the quality of the music, especially if you use similar services, like if you're using, you know, Amazon, Cobuzz, or something like that, you're listening to high res audio. Switching over to the PC, and then you realize, oh, I'm not really, I'm not unmastered anymore. I'm not running on on HD because it, the codec isn't there. I'm getting good audio, yeah. but it's just not what I was getting on my mobile. And then surprisingly, for some reason, I didn't realize we did not have a headphone jack on the Surface Pro 9 5D until I tried to nope. plug it into it. And I was yep. like, oh, like, oh, no. You have to. Like, oh, like, ah. <laughs> no, really, like, it just, obviously, so Surface works. It doesn't, unfortunately, sadly, support USB-C audio because I would have loved to plug in USB-C straight in. Anything yeah. to bring down the latency. And, and Qualcomm is making some strides at about 48 milliseconds when it comes down to latency for, for their Aptex codec. Sure. But... You know, I, I honestly feel like what you were talking just a second ago with MediaTek, the dongle experience, and I know it sounds like we're going backwards, but true, true low latency experience will require something faster. BT is getting there. We are not there. There is still some, like in some areas when I'm using these, I'm watching the video and I see audio sync issues. So I'm like, mm -hmm. Like why? Why are we I'm there at this time? Pretty bad too. Yeah, like so. But yeah. in but in some other other content, I see it works fine. Like right now, I'm listening to you, and the sound is synced to your picture. It's not like I'm you're saying something sure. 20 seconds later. But it, yeah, I feel like the dongle. Like I, I did the I tested, so I have the same buds, the JBL ones. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I didn't bring them on this trip. Uh, but you know, I, I use the VR from uh, the VRP10 from Soundcore. They have a, a built-in dongle as well. Yeah, so these guys, and. Um, that's that's the only way I play on my Steam Deck with earbuds. It's just that that's the only way. You gotta play. You plug this little guy in. Right. Does, the, does right that one have a? Got this. Yeah. It, no, no. Does it have this the pass through one. as well, or no pass through on that one? No, mine doesn't have a pass through on it. So that was the only thing I think the P10 that I really loved about it. It allowed yeah. uh, power pass through in, so that you never. But yeah, so you could see. Oops. Um, this is how you break them. Uh, or at least try to break them. Juan is uh, casually going to go get it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we have solutions for the exact situation. So for true gamers, I think gamers are going to start looking towards yeah. hardware solutions. And because gamers are always, you know, they're well, this, keen to that. This is what we wanted, um, yeah. but it makes things more complicated. And it means that we need to spend that little bit of extra time explaining these differences. If true wireless audio is really going to survive in the market and start replacing what we use cabled audio and IEMs for, yeah, yeah. then you need to have all of those different solutions. You need to have all of those different flavors. Everything needs, to, I mean, you need to have multi-drivers. You need to have low yeah. latency options. You need to have mm -hmm. proprietary radio connections. Like you need to have a broader marketplace of all those pieces. So this is actually, happening we do want this but if someone's a gamer yeah. they're not going to be happy with the surface headphones they're really no. not trying to and play games not really, like that yeah, yeah. Not, that's not a thing but now you know in these little jbls or in some of like the uh, the bluetooth earbuds that are now supporting some of this lower latency you can kind of get away with that but if you're really serious about that acoustic experience you got to go proprietary dongle or cable well now i have a pair of earbuds with respectably good ANC and a proprietary dongle that is shockingly on point. Like it's so 
immediate. I, it is I, I will clearly say that's the different thing the, than Bluetooth. Yeah, you know, but that was the thing about Soundcore. Their their focus was heavily on the low latency, not as much as on AMC. So the, the those don't have AMC, the VR ones. Um, they're really originally they were originally meant for the Meta for the for the Quest Two for Meta. Yeah. And but it works obviously with any device that has audio output. I use it with my PlayStation. Sure. I use it with my Steam Deck. But I think at the end of the day, it's it, you know you again it goes back to you need to kind of research a little bit before picking up. There is no one one stop shop when it comes to audio, and it hasn't been for the longest time. Even before we had the you know the wireless experience. So what I see now, at least what I see coming into us at this point is. Good technology, better technology, more capabilities. I think the or casting to me was the most exciting feature, yeah. because I am one of those where people that go to the airports and there are like a thousand things going on, so much noise. I actually and I, I put on headphones just to block it. I'm not even listening. To absolutely, anything. I I go with <laughs> so we, when we go to the theme parks, we go to different places. It's not that I don't like listening to. It. I just want to bring the I want to bring yeah. the world down a few decibels. Yeah, I got to take the I put them in. Yeah, I put them on ANC and I walk around and I'm able to have conversations normally. It doesn't it doesn't disrupt the experience, but if we're able to experience that, I mean, obviously there's a adopt, uh, there's an adoption obviously from the manufacturers, the TV. Uh, how do you communicate to people walking in which stream this is and know you know all of that good stuff? But I think Bluetooth LE is opened up a few, especially broadcast functionality has been really nice. The ability of sharing content, you know, we're watching a show on one phone, but we're able to share between three people listening to it. Right. That's really nice. I saw um, that on so, a TCL and it never made it to a more mainstream. Like that's a killer feature for a tablet. Oh my Every God. Every tablet yes. should have audio sharing. Oh, no, no. And... Or even or even a TV, like build that into the TV. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. Have, yeah. If, if, you know, if, if the family, if half the family doesn't like listening to the other side watching a game, you turn on the game, you put the headphones. I mean, you're going to obviously hear the screaming people in the <laughs> right. on the couches. <laughs> but it reduces the, you know, like ah, everybody jumping in long story is it's exciting sound is doing really good uh snapdragon connect also covered a lot of good conversations going on with uh just fast connect the wi-fi 7 again this is how it felt like qualcomm didn't really say too much wi-fi 7 and mediatek said everything wi-fi 7 so it was like camp yeah. depending on where you went uh but fast connect faster connectivity with you know yeah. wi-fi 7 we we had some really frank conversations with some folks at mediatek talking about yeah. the 5g was the tone similar at Qualcomm, where they're still trying to talk about 5G as if it will be the next big thing? Or are it they was, now trying to settle into a 5G is here and it's an accepted technology, even though so many people still don't really have it? Um, I think the way the, the sentiment here is a little bit different. It's more so we have 5G, we have good 5G. I mean, they brought Verizon and T-Mobile on stage to talk about their connectivity. Um, right. Even T-Mobile had their own little talk afterward at some point. I think they're more so trying to focus, um, like, you know, they they, they covered, you know, some gaming experiences with 5G-enabled uh, uh, options in there. We didn't have specifically, uh, you know, 5G conversations. Like, it, they weren't trying to shove 5G in a every slide if they wanted to kind of just like, oh, well, 5G, 5G, 5G. It is where it is. We are there. I think to them, Qualcomm's brought it in. It's available. It's connected on every, almost every device. I don't think they have a SKU that comes out that it isn't 5G, with the exception of, I think, if they're going yeah. into Huawei, then that is a sure. something, a special thing. Um, so, yeah, no, it's different. I, I think MediaTek's approach is a little bit different because MediaTek is in modems more that are not even on their own devices. Like, we talked about them when yeah. we were there. Remember, we had Intel on stage in that little roundtable or, you know, t uh, talk that we were in. 
you know, they utilize uh, MediaTek modems for their 5G connectivity on their PCs. So that that is something that I feel like MediaTek is a little bit more forward with because that's their business model. It's not just in-home with mm -hmm. the SOC, but it's also the other components, like they're in gaming monitors with the, uh, you know, with the controller that controls the variable rate, uh, the variable refresh rate on your display. Then realize that that was a MediaTek car. Right. All these things that you talk about, um, we learn so much. It's like you realize, oh, like, oh my God, it was already there. That's the, that's the feeling I get with, with MediaTek. Qualcomm's trying to shift to the, we're here, we're, we have it, it's there, the technology's strong enough, we can do it. Right. But we're trying to push it more. But it's also about the battery life. I feel like they're starting to realize that battery life is an important component. So that's why, you know, well, from an 8 Gen 1 Plus to an 8 Gen 2, it's not, right. I don't feel like we're going to be like, oh my God. I think you're pretty safe if you got the agent. So I, that's the last thing, and we can kind of tie up our, our Qualcomm conversation here. Because sure, sure. when, when we were talking about those, you know how I love a good unlabeled bar graph in a media oh, always. Or presentation. Yeah. They're always the best. But when Qualcomm was making their performance claims, and we heard some big ones, I mean, like in applied, uh, in applied benchmarking and in gaming situations, they were talking about like, a, what was it? A 35% uplift in CPU compute power and a 40% power reduction. Those and those numbers, numbers yeah. well, again, I believe them in, in their testing it... and how they, I don't think they're testing against the 8 plus Gen 1. I think they're testing I, against the 8 Gen 1 and the 8 plus uh, Gen 1 was already roughly a 30% performance per watt improvement. So a 40% power reduction is not an extreme change. Yeah, exactly. The 8 plus. No. It's, it's the reasonable change we should expect if we're comparing it against the 8 Gen 1, which could draw like over 8 watts of power at full CPU load. And I think the the sentiment this year is a little bit different than what it was last year. When I spoke to them regarding the battery, the performance, the thermals, and so on, they were more like, "Well, this is something that the OEMs need to focus." This year, yeah. they brought there's a huge center, disconnect talking, between Qualcomm manufacturers Qualcomm and, and end what, users. Yeah, and then yeah. and then and then they saw how it was basically handled and how things were basically kind of covered. I think that was the biggest thing for me. The the, the focus on what where they are this year is battery power, performance, low battery draw. Thermals were also another conversation that they had. Uh, but yeah, I, and I think it, to to be kind of like honestly fair, I don't think it's fair for us to compare the 8 plus Gen 1 where that the, I don't feel like there's a lot of devices that sold with that SOC. That's the other thing. It came so late at the end of the year. Very few. No, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm specifically but it's the covering, goodest one. It is the it's the better. But I have the, the goodest. TK, this is the winner phone. I mean, we can all just it go is home. Winner. Only one. Only one can win. They can be there only. Can only they can be, be only one. They can only one be one winner. Yeah. Come on, Highlander. Get 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 get. Let's get get back. <laughs> this podcast never going to get monetized. Yeah. I love it. Not even close. I I, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna close. just say that now and just cut it out. But no no. So oh Gar Gary and and to help us in our conversation, Gary gave us some unlabeled uh, benchmarks. So I'm just gonna leave these on the screen. So, so you can, can definitely see, see that the, the, the power draws on the left. Uh, and, yeah, no, the sorry, line the performance going is up, on the left. Performance on the, the left, and then line going down, yes, and then the power between consumption. Them. So yeah, the, and then you the have red all the data, the, pretty much right there. So yeah. Good, so good. yeah, as you can see, the charts don't lie. <laughs> yeah, it's the numbers the don't lie. We just the won't tell you what the numbers are. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But so with that being said, though, seriously, I think TSMC jumping into the game, I feel like is is has been. For no, again, a game changer. But anyways, it, yeah. it really brought in 
what we originally wanted Qualcomm to do, even if taking a year to kind of take just figure things out. It makes for sense sure. for for Samsung to try to figure out their process, their pro, the manufacturing process, because Samsung just at the time just did not care. I mean, there was no. I mean, they could have tried to improve things, and then obviously they lost the the, the entire process over to TSMC on, in that. But what I would love to see at this point in in reality, as far as performance is, again that sustainable performance and hopefully when we see oems implemented like the xiaomi did great uh we saw the yeah. the rt phone 6 with the dimensity 9000 plus did really well that was a that's a beast but that's again that's what gaming phones do um when we start seeing flagships running these socs we want to be able to see some of those experiences put in there um oppo uh you know did talk about that but what i wanted to kind of talk at the last thing before we leave the soc it sure. is crucial that companies don't try to like, because when you set the whole experience, like, you know, you have your headphones, you go to the game, you just switch over to your phone, you do all of that. You know, yeah. it's weird, like, but some OEMs like to reinvent things, okay? They, they take technology and they, they rebrand it, they change it, they put a little bit into it. So one of the biggest things that you will hear if you've ever been to an Unpack, which I've been to a few, uh, they never refer to Snapdragon. It's never, this is a Snapdragon processor. No, no, no. It's was, a we have the most advanced five Absolutely, yeah, yeah. processor. And, but if they're going to the refer market. to the manufacturer, it's referred to as the Qualcomm processor. Which one? It's the Qualcomm processor. It's the better, the, the gooder, the one that does everything. Yeah. So um, it, this is where I, I feel weird, like, because, you know, Samsung is goes out of their way to the brand things a little bit different, and that can make confuse mm -hmm. people because they oh, don't yeah. know. And if you benchmark an APOS Gen 1, which is one of the reasons why I chose this device, non-plugged into power, you're getting below like 980 on the on Geekbit. I'm not saying it's a good number. I'm just saying that it is, it is so flat out thorough, uh, throttled. They're so worried yeah. about the phone to warm up that they're bringing it down to pre-865 numbers just yeah. so that, I mean, and you don't even, you wouldn't notice it except for when you try to do like heavy lifting and you're trying to render yeah. and so on. Which is kind of but, the point of having a mini tablet in your pocket is that you- Yeah, like when, when you want to run yeah. LumaFusion, I bought LumaFusion to run on this. It, it, it runs and it works great. I connected to my PC just to be able to get a bigger canvas. But at the end of the day, yeah, we need to be more mobile. You need to be able to create content. Again, I shoot the X70 Pro Plus, I edit, I produce, I upload from there because that's how comfortable I am with that medium. Yeah. It's there. But, you know, we got to have a consistency in naming so that we don't get like it's purposely confusing people. So that was what I wanted to leave with. It's like we need naming conventions. We need to be better. Um, and well, I think we and, and yeah. what we've seen from the Galaxy S10 era on is Samsung buying a certain market position through enormous advertising. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think they bought AKG at some point and now everything is AKG. Well, I mean, like yeah. in, in terms of acquisitions, sure. But I mean, like following the Note 7, that was like 10 to $12 billion a year in marketing, right? Yeah. Samsung went hard. It's only over this last year that they walked it back. I think now they're mm -hmm. only at like 2 to $3 billion a year for marketing. And at the same yeah, time, yeah. they've set these expectations. Consumers equate samsung with android i don't yeah. believe the s21 or s22 got the job done and now consumers have this because of the way that you're talking about there's no understanding of what goes on in your magic device and i can't blame consumers for that because that's a function of marketing so now yeah. they've tried the bestest android i might as well just go and try an iphone next and then i won't be bullied for my text message color you know like we're gonna lose that fight if we allow 
um, algorithm-based reviewing and marketing from major corporations like Samsung to just be the only educational uh, resources available to consumers. But that's that's a rant for one of my Monday morning shows. That, that'll be back for you on Monday morning on the SGTQA right? on um, also broadcasted on this channel as well for YouTube. If yeah, you'd like sure. to you know follow and subscribe on best of our best week. Of our week. Absolutely. Um, and uh, oh, and coincidentally, yeah, we are still, I am still co-streaming co, co on, mm -hmm. I am like on the coattails of the best of our week with the Android Bay, because I, I don't want to skip a week. Sure. I just, um, we're, there's we're a lot here, going on day. and we're no, getting no, it, into the holidays. There, so. There's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And oh yeah, dang, man, next week. <laughs> Thanksgiving is next week. Yeah. Our, our, our show and, lands and on Thanksgiving. We won't have Twitter apparently to share so, all of this yeah, news. So, okay, with you so fine what folks, happened there? It's okay. crashing and burning. I go busy for one day with Qualcomm. Did I know you, you left. The, 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 you, you left so, the West Coast. You left the Pacific time zone like, for one what day, and then the whole thing cratered. Basically, and I think everyone in the chat would agree with me on this. Uh, basically, you screwed us, TK. All right. I'm, so this I'm, is all on I'm, you, and I'm I feel sorry? you owe everybody in this chat a sincere, heartfelt YouTube. Let me sigh and do a headache thumbnail, and then you know, uh, sort of an uh, an unemotionally, a non-emotionally attached apology. I feel like everybody um, really deserves that from. I, I will say, expressions. I I, no, I didn't you do start it with on, the deep on sigh. purpose, uh, and then you, you do I, a quick cut because you have to like get your script ready for the next thing that you're going to say. And then you go, we go, Hey guys, um, you know, this one's going to be really tough. I didn't want to have to make a video like this. <laughs> Remember those I don't think it's always on YouTube. Like I, uh, I didn't see this coming and uh, it, it was hard. Yeah, Barry Johnson, I had TK. How could you leave us? It's Barry. Yeah. Um, I mean, come I, on. Uh, it was a so, tough so decision. No, I mean, I, I, you know, it was a really <laughs> yeah, tough decision. I, I had to pick Go a social media service to kill. I threw a dartboard. I threw a dart I, I, at a dartboard. Twitter. So last night I was I was trying to get the down. show ready and, and everything, and I go over to Twitter, and everybody hashtag RIP Twitter. I'm like, what happened? Like, yeah. I'm like, uh, did Elon put the plug or what? Did he just find the master button? He's like. No, he 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 kind of did, but it wasn't anything as dramatic as like what the tweets were. You know, at, at this point, we have a functional true, though, like, website. That, yeah, yeah, I was gonna oh, say, go did, did did Twitter HQ actually close for the day? Is oh, that yeah. is that was that? Okay, all, so that not was Twitter true. HQ. All of the Twitter campuses are locked down. So many people have committed uh, to leaving the company and the organization at this point because of Elon Musk's boneheadedness. And his like, I want to break and disrupt things, and no one at Twitter wanted to break what they'd built. So he put oh, out an ultimatum uh, this week, saying, "Hey, you okay. can either commit, like a pure loyalty test. He has not described yeah, yeah. a plan. He has not described a future vision for Twitter. He's not given them any assurances as to what the the path moving forward is. It's all just yeah, been yeah. this blind ego. I'm gonna fix it, and so you need to commit to me and show your loyalty." And I'm gonna say we're we're going back to hardcore startup mode. You're gonna be working like twelve well, hour to days. twenty hour days. You're gonna be in the office this whole time. You're never gonna see your family ever again. Or or we'll give you a three month severance. That's so that's everyone like, yeah, I'll take three yeah, months off. Severing. I'm gone. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I hate that when people So give so so if everybody 
and I don't believe the numbers are going to bear out completely like this because, again, Elon did try to backpedal and try to walk some of it back. But right now, from from where we were a month ago, where Twitter, I believe, yeah. was capping somewhere around 7,500 employees, in less than a month, if these numbers bear out, in less than a month, Elon Musk will have fired or driven away 88% of the Twitter workforce by the time all the dust settles. In less than a month, he is removed. Like, internal reports are saying they don't have a payroll service anymore. The people responsible for paying employees all took the offer to leave, and they don't even have people to verify, like, badge entry in some of their oh locations. Oh, my God, even if this you is could so crazy. The office, okay. None of those systems work. I'm starting to see some of the instability on Twitter. So one of my favorite features of Twitter was if someone's just being a jerk, I could mute yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Not and like I don't like stirring up the I blocked you because then that makes them feel like they won. Look, oh, yeah. I got under his skin so much that he blocked me. But I loved muting because it was a quiet like I just don't want to see your crap anymore. And I don't I don't need this to be a further exchange where other people are gonna get involved sharing screenshots of me blocking you. Muting doesn't work on my account anymore. So all of the accounts that I muted in the past, and when I try to mute someone now that says they're, they're muted, their shit still shows up in all of my feed, in all of my timeline. It's all of these little, you know, cracks and this attrition and this, you know, sort of degrading is what's uh, going to yes. bring Twitter down. No, I, uh, okay. Crap. Okay. So, yeah, I'll say that again. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like... Like, I just took one flight. I'm not even outside of the U.S. I'm actually in technically the it was, U.S. It was totally fine while we were in Sonoma because we were still like in the Pacific in the time zone. We were hanging out oh, together. Twitter was still functional. And then I just go take a flight a little bit east, a little bit smidgen to the left. So, so, uh, so here's yeah. the frustrating thing is because a number of our brethren and some really good friends of ours have been posting on yeah. Twitter like, her, her, isn't it so funny? People are talking about Twitter dying on Twitter. Jeez, guys, way to, <laughs> way to fail. And you're like, uh, you're an idiot to, if that's we're your We're supposed to go to Instagram. Yeah, I'm supposed to go to Instagram and complain about Twitter. because and, and Elon Musk has been stirring it up like, ha ha, Twitter usage has never been higher. And it's like, yeah, because everyone's here to see the train wreck. Not because you're really keeping yeah, you're not doing users. Yeah, they all want to see the world engagement. So, so I, the thing uh, is, I woke up this morning and it wasn't that yeah. we couldn't go to Twitter.com. There is a Twitter.com that exists and is technically functional. It's not enough. Yeah to have a functional website on the internet, all of the confidence in the platform, all of the the faith that they'll iterate, that they'll improve, that they'll fix problems, that they'll address mm-hmm. issues in communication, that they'll have a team of people that can, that can root out and weed out disinformation. Everything that yeah. made Twitter a functional citizen journalism service before has completely crumbled. There is no faith in the platform. There is zero faith in the leadership. He has become the butt of every joke in Silicon Valley and across the tech sphere. And I don't, I'm not gonna use Twitter. I'm not gonna rely on it. I'm not gonna put effort into it. Twitter is practically dead, even though twitter.com remains somewhat functional. 
And right now, I don't believe they have a team. If there was a concerted attack, some denial of service attack, some type of mm -hmm. information stealing attack, they don't or have false, the false capabilities. Information, uh, false information posting. Well, you know, I mean, right now is the perfect time for someone to try and steal a ton of user data. Mm -hmm. They do not have the people in place to really safeguard the systems that protect your private information. If you've ever yeah. put money into Twitter, or if you've ever done like ads on Twitter, if there's financial, if you stuff just started you paying Twitter, $8 a month for a check mark on Twitter, but yeah, I'm sorry. Now would be the perfect time for someone to come around and rip off all of your information because I don't believe they've got the capabilities to stop a concerted attack on their infrastructure. That's what wow. we're really talking about. Twitter. Yeah. We shouldn't be trusting Twitter for anything right now because all we see is grotesque instability in leadership and and freakish instability in workforce. This is gonna this could be a, a terrible and tragic recipe for a lot of people to get hurt. Both yeah. both in just terms of like, you know, hey, my private information was stolen and now someone you know ripped off my identity, but also for all of the people around the world that have used Twitter as a way to combat oppressive regimes. That information is now gonna be much more accessible if they, if they face a massive site-wide compromising event. It's, dang man, it, I mean, that it's is- It's real bad. Okay, so it is real, like it's real bad. It's not just a trending, um, it's scary. It's scary to see, yeah. oh my God. It, and, and, and the fact that it became such a big part of our discourse, like a lot of conversations have been had there. Um, and it is typically the place you go to when everything else kind of crashes and doesn't work. You go to Twitter to complain about it. And it was kind of like, yeah. I, I understand the, the punt why you're complaining about Twitter on Twitter, but to go from buying a company to trying to joke about, you know, let it sink in to just literally, you know, flushing it down the drain. Um, it's just, oh my God. So I guess I'm going to go with Gary. I'm going to set up my uh, Mastodon account tonight. Uh, yeah. Today, actually. I, I, we'll be I, on the I am terrible at mastodon i have no idea how to use it well today's follow friday so i'm going through the follow friday links to try and find some people to follow so um, as you're saying yeah this, i'm gonna be downloading mastodon right now <laughs> hold on let me let me um I, I don't even know how to properly share so i'm mastodon.sdf.org slash at some gadget guy but in most mastodon services and clients if you search for at some gadget guy you should be able to find me um I it's really have... interesting it feels like an earlier incarnation of twitter if it had been decentralized so you have individual okay. servers that are kind of like discord servers so you oh, set yeah. up your account you set up your account but your username is persistent across multiple servers so it feels like kind of the love child of discord and twitter and so no one server can ever be completely occupied or monopolized or monetized in in a specific way but i, I picked a server so how that do you I, know which, I yeah i chose one that had a good user base and when i was looking through just some of the conversation about different mastodon servers it seemed to be a decently reputable server with people that i wasn't gonna hate on that is server. it the tech one is it under the tech influence section or the, i guess i'll have to i need to do more research i didn't realize mastodon had yeah so i mean servers. this is this is what sucks about mastodon is you kind of like, need to dig in a little uh, bit uh, of course yeah, blurring because it's not my face yeah sorry okay. But, Either way, but okay, so I, far, I, we'll talk more in Mastodon, I'm, yeah. I'm super early, like I'm only following, um, 
I'm only following 10 people right now and I'm just going through the main timelines on, on uh, specific topics. Um, mm -hmm. There's not a huge uh, Android fan base on Mastodon. We, we could create <laughs> that. We could start building that and having those kinds of conversations that we used to have on Twitter in, in uh, on Mastodon. And once you kind of get over that idea of segmented servers, it actually makes a lot of sense for how we do microblogging and how mm -hmm. we rely on those types of type of sites for microblogging. So right now it's refreshing. It, it's a nice change of pace. It's different. It's fun. I need to see what I can do for verification. Um, mm -hmm. I, they don't they, because it's different servers. You can't verify someone like you can on Twitter. But there are some other tricks that you can pull off for verifying websites. And I have a website, so I'm going to do that. And then from there. Uh, you know, just find some groups, find some, find some people yeah, that are gonna, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and, just, and I'm just signing up nice right now just to kind of get the. It, oh, it's it just is. kind of yeah, shrinking, shrinking things down, and it feels like a better version of Web 2.0 than what mm -hmm. Twitter had become. So even before Elon Musk and the way that Twitter was was trying to monetize, that was never going to be great. Web 2.0 yep. was never really sustainable, and let's make something cool, and then let's figure out how to monetize it. Here on yep. Mastodon, um, if you land in one server and you like how that server operates, I'm going to be supporting that server like I do contributions to Wikipedia or archive.org. Yeah. Like, I'm good with that. I feel like that's a much healthier way just to kind of keep some servers running and I don't have to worry about as much in-my-face advertising or selling off of user data. And if the server every, ever changes every its third business tweet practice, is an ad. Yeah, sorry. Oh, even worse now because so many advertisers have pulled from Twitter. I'm getting oh, wait. the stupidest mall ninja bullcrap in my Twitter feed right now. I've got this one ad that just keeps popping up. It's a it's a collapsible it's... baton. It's like a daredevil uh... baton. And it's this guy, like, I can even break an aluminum baseball bat with my collapsible baton. And you're like, that's who's advertising on Twitter now. Twitter is not fetch. Fetch is never going to happen. Oh my god! <laughs> like this is really bad. If that's who's advertising on Twitter, I'm not seeing. Hold on a sec. I'm not actually seeing ads. Hold but, on. But oh, this is. If yeah, yeah, yeah. if <laughs> I if want to see server that on I'm Mastodon sorry. starts pulling some crap, you can move to another Mastodon server. You can take yeah. your account from one server, pull that data, and recreate your account on another server, and your username should follow you. This stuff is complicated. It's not as easy as Twitter, but I like this vibe a lot better. It, 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 it borrows some good ideas from Reddit. It, it, it mm -hmm. kind of was ahead of some good ideas from Discord. And yeah. it's starting to replicate what I liked about Twitter-style conversations. And they're not focused on weird things. If I want to go and have an audio conversation, I can fire up my Clubhouse account again. I'm not going to miss Twitter spaces. It really wasn't a big hook for me. And now I've got a social media site free of advertising with a good amount of modularity that I can control. And mm -hmm. I even have longer posts. You have 500 characters that you can play with on Mastodon. So it's it's twice as good as Twitter. So oh my God, this challenge is really solid. I remember when we had a more constrictive uh, Twitter, and then we went up to 250, and now 250 is not even. It's still not enough. But no, I, I I'm with you. I need to do a little bit more research on Mastodon. I'll be honest. I uh, my the extent of me just logging in right now and choosing the first tech server that I saw just to catch the TK Bay account. Yeah. Um, just to get that kind of going in there, but the but but also be patient because 
I believe over the last week, they've gotten an influx of over 6 million new users. And these yeah. are all publicly funded little servers that I'll log into Mastodon and you can tell, oh, the hamster is running overtime <laughs> trying yeah, to yeah, get yeah. No. these Mastodon it, posts out. I, I think the overall perform the overall sentiment for me right now is wow. Like seriously, it's a shock on how things can go from yeah. established to trash and like literally and I'm not calling Twitter trash. I'm just saying the experience of where we are. Um and surprisingly, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's even Tesla's starting to get hit because it's association with Elon. So like uh, Tesla, Tesla shares are is starting. down eight percent this morning. Yeah, and and, and it's Something not like because that? the it's not the car, it's the association <laughs> with the founder. So um I, I would and I, I feel would be even SpaceX surprised is if probably SpaceX, I was I was about to say yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's literally like domino effect because now like Twitter hits and then it gets everything. And see, but, Elon Musk can't rely on taxpayer funds for Twitter. Again, yeah. there's going to be a big boon for Tesla because I believe California DOT is going to be electrifying some of their fleet and they're going to buy a bunch of Teslas. So Elon Musk gets to benefit from taxpayer dollars, even though he hates paying taxes. Taxes are so mean. I'm moving to Texas. I was, I was about to say he, he sells the cars then, to California and then he goes to Texas. Yeah. Then SpaceX only exists because of government contracts. That means money from our taxes goes to the government. The government says, hey, we need rockets that can send things into space. So what does Elon Musk do? He starts doing Twitter advertising buyouts. There's a tier of Twitter advertising called the Twitter Takeover. And it's roughly okay. two hundred and fifty or $300,000 of advertising a day. And so SpaceX money is going into Twitter advertising at the takeover level, which means our tax dollars Spares are going are into SpaceX, getting funneled over to Twitter just to kind of help float Twitter and make it look like they're still oh making money on ads. Oh. It is such a shell game, and he needs ruthless regulatory examination at this point. I don't want my money that should be going to rockets and keeping rocket travel safe going into floating an egocentric narcissist's bad business deal with Saudi investors on a social media platform. That is not a good yeah. use of my tax dollars. No, I, I, yeah, no. Oh man. Okay. This is, <laughs> it's hey, what, real bad. It's almost not have this much ability to, to, on a to... whim, affect so many industries, so many people. And literally he can destabilize governments with a platform like this. Well, not just governments, but people—people people that rely to for the, the ability to speak yes. against said governments. Um, yeah. Oh my God. This is okay. This is yeah. This is uh, Michael Corcoran again. Nobody gets more welfare from the U.S. government than Elon Musk. <laughs> he is well, uh, the he, ultimate he's on, welfare Karen. He's, he, he, he is he at picked, the he top of the, the right. He he picked the right account. He picked the right account. <sighs> I was, I'm seeing, I don't know if you know Textbook, uh, for, uh, the UK creator. Yeah. I'm just watching him go down to get breakfast right now. It's it's, it's funny. Hey, we were hanging he's, out with him in Sonoma. No, no, I know. It, it, but he, he literally, like, as I was seeing him, he was, like, going into the section. to say hey. I would I would have to scream over everybody. I don't oh, know. Okay, so the okay, problem okay. is. Uh, well, we, can't the, we can't tell because you are in a bokeh blur. Of... I got to. Okay, hold on. And the thing is, the bokeh is done on, on device. This is not StreamYard. Yeah. 
I'm not doing it. This is purely uh, the, the surface doing. It's supposed to do its thing, although the audio didn't seem to turn on because I wanted it to be super hyper focused, like as if I'm in a room. Right. But in reality, I'm actually in. So, so I, I've been enjoying if I get out of the, frame, the bird call. I think that's been delightful. Uh, nope, it doesn't. It bulk nope. everything. Dang it. Okay. No, Let me see okay. if I can the see. The bouquet is, is unescapable. So. It, it is. It, it is. Hold on. Video general. No, actually, it would be under camera. It wouldn't be somewhere else. The surface front camera. No. <laughs> I don't even have an option. I'm trying to get the bouquet up. Okay, hold on. Settings. Oh, you know what? Maybe it is in the camera app. Let me see here. Uh, are you guys seeing the back of the table yet, or no? Uh, oh, I, I, I just heard some garbled audio. I don't know. If... Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I think it's going to turn on the camera on my side. Uh, sorry. Auto flipper detect. No. Okay. I, I sorry. I opened up the camera app. My mistake. Uh, I apparently hit the limit. I don't know if I'm back. Am I? Am I back? You're. Or you're. Not? Yeah. You're coming back. Hold on. Say. Say something else. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, seven. No. Okay. Still dark. So now I messed what, up what I'm seeing. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if anyone else in the stream is seeing this. What What Streamyard is showing me is there is now like an almost full second delay between your video and your audio so you your video is well ahead of your okay. audio so hopefully that all just kind of resyncs me, and okay, kind of recovers but the face zooming i'm hoping just got or, or, way better. so like you moved and it went zook, okay and it was like way more dynamic than what we've seen so you know it's pretty great oh hey it's following me yeah uh yeah it, it's doing the no, frame i think mine's mine's yeah uh, kind of at its limit so I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not as, yeah, yeah. I'm not as mobile as you are. I'm Video on a tighter lens lag. than okay, I way to go. use, so I, I can't, way to go, can't move way to go TK much. messing it up. Okay, hold on, hold on, let me see here. Audio. Oh, I, I, you just popped for me. It looks like you're better back. So anyway, um, we should probably yeah, yeah. just start wrapping this up too, because, you know, like, especially with the, the, the end of the Qualcomm event there, you probably have some other things that you want to get to. Um, There's a little, yeah, a few more videos been, I, I got to push out today and some, hopefully tomorrow and, and Monday. I mean, we made it through Techtober. I'm still behind on finishing videos from Techtober. And it I, seems yeah. like just rolling right into the end of the year, um, these companies are keeping the pressure on. I mean, Android 13 yeah. updates just hit all of my BBK branded phones. Um, I shouldn't say branded, BBK built phones. Um, One Pluses yeah, yeah. and iQoo's are now rocking Android 13. I've got to follow up on that. I'm still on Sony Watch. My Xperia mm -hmm. has not gotten Android 13 yet. And uh, we, I've got a couple sponsored videos that I can't talk about. But my next e-bike video, I'm hoping to have out after Thanksgiving. I mean, it's just a lot. A lot is happening, which is pretty exciting. No, I and and similar for me, I have like a, I have a I, I do have one sponsor video. Hopefully, will go go up either Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Um, the overall, like I have, I still I want to I want to kind of like summarize everything I, that I've gone through here at the summit. So I'm going to be putting out that video hopefully tomorrow. Um, yeah. And um, there is, I'll I'll say this, uh, we're going to have a lot more specific conversations of why the HN one or the HN 2s performance is good at sometime early next okay. week um, and Good. so that conversation hopefully so not that i can't that i don't want to is just as i kind of hinted at the beginning i can't really talk about that yet um <laughs> i'm excited to say that this entire stream although we were you know uh we had a little bit of an audio thing 
uh, I did. I was able to bring the battery down to fifty-one percent on the on the surface at that we were Wait running a on. You 5G. were fully charged at the top of this. I was fu- I was fully charged, eh, like ninety-eight. Mm-hmm. I, not not like super. Yeah, but I mean, topped off. Reasonably, basically, you would basically you were saying you were fully topped off. Absolutely. So if I was to take this and walk outside, um, where again the battery for me, not using video, but it was mostly just being on, yeah. you know, connectivity on and off. There lasted me about a day and a half. This one. About an hour, an hour and fifteen minute live well, stream does tech. We'll we'll tax before the we system, were broadcasting. We were almost at what, like an hour twenty, because we jumped on about five minutes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. So yeah, so that's pretty good. It's still an hour twenty. All on battery on five G. On five G, and I'm not. It's only fifty percent, and I still I know I can go all the way the rest of the day without having to charge it. Um, so with that being said, I will say this. There's a lot of things, a lot of conversation happened this week. Last week, we had another uh, more conversations. There's going to be more coming up because we're now going to start seeing, hopefully, the OEMs jumping in, start announcing. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Xiaomi's going to jump in somewhere and say, we're releasing the first man. one, and it's available in China tomorrow. Uh, type yeah. of a thing. Uh, yeah, like, every uh, year. D- d- but we, we had our 2023 phone out in December of 2022. We're Xiaomi. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And... I, I just my thing is I want to start seeing how the how how do how will it be managed how will it be implemented what are the cooling the solutions the optimizations done there's a lot of things that we see in this device uh, the you know the improvements that we see are definitely great we have 64 bit and 32 bit support somewhat and depending on the architecture that you're looking in it's not truly full 64 yet that's so a I, big fight I, for I, me is yeah it it's be, like is it gonna matter you're leaving one toe in the yeah, you're leaving literally like right? a toe in the pool just to kind of like, it's just, <laughs> so the, the the end of the day, what we're looking at is an exciting experience. Tensor is it basically, it gets better every time we get an update to it. Qualcomm definitely jumping in head first, as well as MediaTek this time. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a race. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how this is going to be benefiting us as users. Uh, ray tracing, For the last sure. thing I did want to kind of touch base on. My yeah. exciting part was to see uh, a confirmation from Oppo that they were going to try to focus on a 720p 60 frames per second um, resolution gameplay for an extended amount of time with ray tracing. And that was, a, for me, was a big statement that I didn't hear last week from MediaTek of what yeah. is the frame rate? What are you trying to do? What is the, what can you guarantee? And that's good. I don't, I'm not expecting ray tracing to run at 120 yet. This is, again, we see that on the PC side. So, right. long story short, um, you know, this week, again, we're doing this. Hopefully, we'll find an, uh, an understanding for next week. Because, again, next week, I think you're going to be, I don't, well, we'll have to see. I, I'm hoping I'll yeah. back home. I'll see that. We've we'll got have to figure some out family this. obligations. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's but the holiday it might be time. another location. We switch. Shoot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black we're, Friday. We're... Hooray. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with that being said, I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us and taking time of your Friday. I keep wanting to say Saturday of your Friday with us. Um, a lot of conversations going on. Uh, I typically yeah. would have said we'll talk with you guys on Twitter, but I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe. You can, I'm still there. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's, I'm, it's I'm there. collapsing all around me, but, you know, while, while we still have it, we can point you over to Mastodon. So Absolutely. I'm at some gadget and guy on Mastodon, I'm, and let's let's make an Android community there flourish. Let's build it there. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. at least you know, keep keep conversations going. So, um, sure. hopefully next week will be a better week. Make sure to check out one on his show on Monday for the SCTQA, and of course, uh, you know, we'll try to have another stream for you guys. We you will figure out the timing of that. That that will we'll be my own thing. We'll figure we'll out the timing. We'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, with that being said, from Maui. Although it doesn't look and like from it. from uh, sunny Southern California. 
it does look like it. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for the best of our week and the Android Bay. I don't know how to end this one, but thank you very Happy much. Happy holidays. <laughs> Goodbye. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bam.